Blog Talk Radio.
Yes, that songwriter says that I will dwell in the house of the Lord. We just heard from Jeff Major's Songs 23. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. I'm Apostle Margie Mercer, and you are with the Fivefold. And we uh, would like to encourage you to send us an email. It is F like five. F like full, M like ministries, W like worldwide dot inc, I-N-C, at verizon.net. Again, if you would like to send us an email, it's ffmw dot inc at verizon.net. Thank you so much for joining us. This is also our disclaimer, the music that you hear belong to the artists, and we are here to promote those sounds and encourage you to get those CDs. Yes, the artists are so talented. God has blessed them to play such beautiful music. And we also want to uh, highlight today that as well as you watch the news, there is so much that's going on to encourage you to get your flu shot here in the United States, the weather are changing to cold weather, and also this is the flu season, so get those uh, up-to-date flu shots as well as they have this new uh, COVID shot. So that might be something that you want to discuss with your doctor and to uh, say to him, you know, that it's time for you to get those seasonal shots. God bless you again. And also remember, if you can't do anything else, then don't say nothing that will destroy, tear down, or hurt someone. We are here to exalt, edify, and encourage you in the things of God, and we want to encourage you to be the reflection of life. Each and every day that we live is written in the Lamb Book of Life, and we don't want to say we were negative to people, we ran our mouth and destroyed people's characters as well as their hope in the Lord. You know that we are the light unto the world, that Jesus is the repair of the breach, and through his death, burial, and resurrection that we are saved, that we have a chance for eternal life, that we have the gift of the Holy Spirit, and that we can um, learn all spiritual truth and to know that our God can do anything but fail. Yes, the truth of the word of God is revealed to us through the Holy Spirit. And we want to know all the things that God is saying to us so that we can have the victory. Yes, we know that God can do anything but fail, but guess what, beloved? He's also a covenant keeper. How can you know the promises of God, the ways of God, things that he will do for you if you don't know the word of God. Because God is a covenant keeper, and only through knowing the things that he has made covenant with, with that he has created, is his word, the Holy Bible. So we encourage you to read it daily, to read it, to get understanding. And guess what we are planning to do? Uh, Bible courses here, we will be going through the Bible as well. Uh, that we plan to do that on Tuesday. So, again, on Tuesday we will be starting our Bible course 
uh, we wasn't able to start last week because of technical difficulties. If you ever call us and you're not able to call into the station or there's a problem with the online or anything like that, we want to encourage you to keep trying or even call back the next day. We are on the air Monday through Fridays from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. Again, that's Monday through Fridays from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the USA. So don't forget that you can listen to us. Also, you can hear us on Sunday mornings from 8.30 a.m. to 10 o'clock. Again, that's 8.30 a.m. to 10 o'clock. And last, it is so very important that we pray. I have been telling you for a long time that we need to uh, pray for the Middle East, that we need to uh, pray for Russia and China. And this is even before the Israeli war started that I said that it is something that's going on in the Middle East, and let us continually pray. And as you've heard, there are wars now in the Middle East. And then I told you a couple of weeks ago that it could be a domino effect, that other countries could get involved in that war. And, yes, it said it on the news. There are different ones, including Lebanon and other places, that are concerned about this particular Middle East wars, and people are deciding what side their country wants to be on. And we are need to pray, beloved. I'm very serious that the war do not happen here in the United States. We are involved in uh, Ukraine and uh, Russia. We also are helping Israel and sending uh, food to Pakistan. So now, you know, other countries as well are looking at us as not being as favorable because we're always trying to get involved or help or whatever the reason could be. So we need to really be mindful to pray, to stand on the word that we need to read daily or at least in your quiet time. And watch what come out your mouth. You don't have time for drama. You don't have time to uh, tear down someone's character. You don't have time to run your mouth and criticize and to judge. Believe me, what you reap, you're going to sow, and you can't judge others unless you judge yourself. And we had said before, when we see ourselves in the mirror, who God has made, and be honest with ourselves and see that man or woman in the mirror, who are you really? How are you living your life? What have you said to others, beloved? And what are you doing to expand the gospel of Jesus Christ? You know, I want to encourage you, too, because you don't always have to be the main uh, person to participate in a cause. You know that you can give donations, you can give offerings, you can just um, help some ministry financially, and that's your way of being involved. You don't have to be the speaker. You don't have to be on the radio. You don't have to be on the TV. You don't have to do anything like that. You can be behind the scenes and just push the things that's important for the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is to spread the good news all over the world. Yes, to do it on radio, on TV, as well as to um, promote it, you know, uh, even on Internet, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, because God said that 
His word will be preached to all nations, yes. And for those of you um, who have been watching us on TV, that we are so close to the end of the year that we're going to start back on the first of the year and have some uh, fresh productions because we're so close to the holidays. We're in a transition right now. Um, We're moving from one location to another. So God is blessing us. And we wanted to give a special shout-out to our pastor in Jamaica. Again, he have invited us to come over and to fellowship with him. That's our fellowship uh, church there, as well as we have um, other pastors and leaders uh, in the Caribbean who uh, want to join in with the Fivefold Ministry and fellowship. What we do is encourage you, motivate you, and what uh, thus say the Lord of hosts that we enlighten you what uh, God is planning for your ministry and to help you succeed. Yes, we speak to the Glory House International that's in Jamaica. He has connected us with other leaders uh, in Cuba and as well as uh, uh, St. Croix and the Caribbean. So we're not going to go this year when... We pull off. We pulled off the TV for a while just to try to get things organized because we're in a transition of moving our location. Yes, the Lord has blessed us. Kudos, a special shout out. Go out to Archbishop. We thank you. We been, love her. We've been on her radio station uh, for four years, and also World Power and uh, radio and television. We are linked up with uh, Doctor Apostle. Anthony T. Mays, where we're on uh, TV as well, and we are going around the world in all different languages, uh, over 4 million people. So we thank you for the uh, response that we got from International Radio. And as always, that um, I got to just give the shout-out to the pastor in Russia and Taiwan and to Pakistan. Thank you for the love. And to all of you, the listeners, Yes, we are international ministry. Yes, we're going to talk about worldwide evangelism, because God said, preach the word to all the world. And yes, we are going to single out those who have supported us, encouraged us, and invite us to their country. So we know that this is going to be a good year coming in. The Lord said, uh, walk in anticipation this year. And if you walked in your anticipation that God could do anything but fail. I know you got blessed, beloved. I know you have. Some of you uh, have transitioned to uh, other places. Uh, some of the uh, family members have gone on home to be with the Lord, and many of us has been healed of uh, sickness and disease. God is moving miraculously. And, yes, we thank God that we are around the world, that we are getting more united, especially in fellowship and prayer. There's no big I's or big U's. You are welcome to call any time to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. You are welcome. And we could uh, connect you to those persons who can link your ministry around the world so that you, too, can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and make a difference and impact in the things of God. You know, that's one thing about the Lord. There's no big eyes or big you. So you don't have to be jealous. You don't have to be intimidated. And I always tell people, don't critique or try to judge one another ministry. That's not your authority or right. God said, try the spirit with the spirit. 
you do not have the right to judge the man and woman of God or to say things about their ministry because you are not the spokesperson for heaven. No, you're not. God have called that person, have given them assignment just like you, and that we are all in this thing together. You know, I've been watching uh, different ones, especially on TikTok. There are those leaders that are turned down, each of in the body of Christ. Come on now. We are at the end of the days. Do we have time to talk about another man in his house, the way he's running it, and about his ministry to God? God forbid you are not the judge that what we need to do is pray for that leader, pray for the ministry, and pray for the uh, protection and the success. Because we are attacked each and every day, every hour from the adversary, because we are the ones that's out there preaching the gospel around the world. Yes, we are. So do keep us in prayer. You know, God said that he will crack on the sky and judge the man or woman of God and judge the church. So he is going to ask accountability for each leader. We don't have to point our fingers and talk about them. No, we do not. And far as a household between that family and that man, he's going to ask the man, what did you do with the portion that I gave you? So God is going to be the judge with the Lamb Book of Life. That's not your job to critique and judge, especially turn down those in the church, because there are souls that got saved. There are licenses that was given There are those who are on TV, and they need to go forth. Don't make yourself to sound like an antichrist or a hater, you know. Just go ahead and just reverence God and focus on your uh, relationship. And as always, you got six months to mind your own business and six months to leave others alone. You got to worry about when you wake up in the land of the living, what did you do to glorify God? Running your mouth and turn down people, it's not glorifying God. Point your finger, judging the Apostle Mercer on the radio and TV, that's none of your business. That's between me and God. If you want to ride this train and go up higher into the intercourse and behind the veil, we invite you so that you can praise and worship God, so that you can hear uh, the rightly divide the word of truth and feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yes, we are not in competition. Yes, you are not uh, the one that can judge, measure, compare, compete, any ministry. No, you're not. So just go ahead and be about love, walk in fellowship, give somebody a hug, go to the house of worship, listen to the word that's been inspired by God to that leader. Don't worry about, oh, I'm in this church, and he always preached this, or they always sing that, or they do this. You know, if you don't like the food in a man's house, you don't have to go to his house, and you sure don't have to eat it. Mind your own business. If you don't want to go to that church, find another one. If you don't like no churches, then put it on TV. Sit home and watch it on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, the Internet. But God said, forsake not to assemble yourselves together that you could come together in love and in fellowship. I wouldn't take nothing for being saved and having the Holy Spirit. I've met so many good leaders and had the opportunity to travel around the world. And we're not finished yet because we are going to pray that this be a better year for Christians because we have an assignment. And you can see that, oh, my God, that war is just 
just coming close. You know, even the uh, here CIA and FBI said that there are even um, things that's lined up to try to come up against this country from around the world that they are on alert for attacks. I'm telling you, beloved, you ain't got time to talk about your neighbor. You ain't got time to judge Apostle Mercer. You ain't got time to say she shouldn't have said this or whatever. You better mind your own business and pray and get your soul right and get everything right because we don't know how long we have on this earth. There are so many signs that's fulfilled for prophecy. The Old Testament is confirming the new, and Jesus will crack open that sky and say, yes, I am. He didn't die in vain. He will come back. He have all power. You better believe that. So we're going to um, listen to another particular uh, tape. Like I said before, we have um, Reverend Leroy Rice and Mrs. Rice that come on Wednesday, great preachers out of a good Baptist church here in the United States. Um, I'm telling you, if you really want that down-home good preaching and all the those type of hymns and to just enjoy a church service, if you don't make it on the weekend, they have it on a Wednesday night. They will uh, rightly divide the scriptures, sing those hymns, and just preach and teach the Word of God. You're welcome to join in. Again, that's Wednesday. That's Reverend Leroy Rice and Mrs. Rice. And on Thursday, we have none other than my dad, the Apostle Alexander Lockme, out of Irwin, North Carolina, North Kekalaki, that he can rightly divide the word of truth. He can go to the intercourse behind the veil and get what thus said the Lord of hosts. He's been in ministry over 40-some years. And God, I'm telling you, when he prays, it says that the word, uh, the prayers of the righteous prevaileth much, and his prayers get through. I've been in some tough spots, and I prayed for, uh, asked him to pray with me. He stood in agreement. Good God Almighty, and God moved. I would encourage you. That's anointed appointing a man of God. His name is Apostle Lockamy here on Thursday from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, and we are going to listen to him today. Also, we have other leaders. I heard from um, uh, Reverend uh, Ray Lucas this morning. We thank God for him. He is a warden <laughs> in Virginia, and he has uh, also been a date, and he's on the radio station. Can you imagine a warden at the jail that uh, he's also, thank God, that he's a Christian and that now he's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and running the jails according to uh, fairness and the penal system rules. That is truly awesome that he is saved like that. Can you imagine what kind of um, uh, correction system it could be if it wasn't a man who is saved? So we thank God for uh, Reverend Raymond Lucas, who will be with us uh, the first week in December. We also have Minister Prophet Michael Gray, a young man, that can also preach and teach to the young people as well, and that he is so blessed that he's uh, been with us on the radio uh, for over a year, and he will be with us uh, next Sunday. Hopefully that, that he says the same. We have Pastor uh, uh, John uh, uh, Jones. We thank God for Pastor John Jones. There's so many of them that I look get confused because we also uh, have another 
uh, Pastor Jones as well. So we have so many, if I have forgotten the names, pardon me, that we have different ones that come on that will be speaking, that will be uh, joining in. And, of course, myself, Apostle Margie Mercer. So let's get ready now as we enjoy uh, the Word of God, as we enjoy being in fellowship. And it's so very important that we just walk upright. Oh, my God, we're getting so close to judgment seat. As I said, we don't have time to mind nobody else's business. I feel sorry for those preachers that's turned down the kingdom of God on the radio and talking about different ones on TV, and they're focusing on man and man's sin. Come on now, we can judge a man's sin. We don't have a heaven and hell to put nobody in it. We better focus on the word of God. That is ridiculous that I'm going to look at you and say, you ain't this and you ain't that and you ain't preaching this and that. You didn't write the Bible. You wasn't inspired by God to write the word. You better leave it alone. Ooh, hallelujah, glory. Ooh, that's dangerous prayer. You better leave the word alone and leave them leaders alone because they are called by God. God said, touch my, uh, touch not my anointed. Do my prophet no harm. They are prophets of God that sent to preach and teach the word. So, you know, mind your business this morning. I guess that would be my sermon. Mind your business and watch your mouth because you got six months to mind your own business and six months to leave others alone. God bless you. Worry about the covenant that God has given you uh, as a believer with him. Amen. Amen. Let us listen to all nations' music. Amen.
Yes. In the Sanctuary it is the album, and it says, Covenant keeping God. Truly, as all nations have said, that God keepeth his promises, and he keeps his covenant, which is his word. God bless you again, and let us listen to Apostle Alexander Lockamy. Be blessed. And remember now, if you don't have anything good to say, then shut your mouth. And I want to give us an update while I'm thinking about it. This goes out to all of those who are receiving financial aid from the United States government. Again, all of those around the world who are here uh, matriculating or those around the world online or who are connected to United States of America uh, schools, colleges, institutions, whatever, that the financial aid um, that those that has been uh, signed up to get any type of grant or financial aid Tomorrow is the deadline to sign up for deferred payment uh, on your loan or to sign up for forgiveness of your school loan. i say it to you again. Some of you have went to school, matriculated, and who have went to medical school, uh, engineering schools, uh, secretarial schools, whatever it could be, and you have asked for grants or financial aid. Tomorrow is the deadline to let the United States of America government know (laughs) that you are going to defer that loan or you're going to pay monthly on that loan. Because if not, it is, beloved, listen clearly, all over the world, if you're connected to this educational system, all of those fines that you had on that loan for the last two years, five years, ten years, twenty years, some of you know that that interest and that fine has went up in 10,000, 50,000, 100,000. So it's going to be a race. It is a race up until tomorrow. So if you don't sign up for some type of loan payment with United States of America government, you are going to have to pay all that money back after November the 20th. So if you want to sign up and come up with some payment or defer that, I've said so many times, this is the opportunity God has given us so that we can uh, lessen the burden of student loans, okay? So God bless you. Let us sit back and relax. And this is what we're supposed to do with our mouth. We're supposed to say stuff that could uh, encourage others and give information of value, right? Amen. So let us listen to Apostle Like Me. God bless you. Don't cut off that radio station because we have more here under the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. Amen. Good day. I'll weigh my 
You got to let them see how excited it is, how excited it is. You know, see, if me coming to the Lord won't make me no, no more exciting than what I was doing out in the world, doing drugs, running needles up my vein, and doing cocaine and, and marijuana. See, in order for God to win me, he had to show me something greater than that. See, the world is out there on drugs, and they're out there running needles up the vein, and they're out there doing all kind of drugs and all kind of alcohol and, and all kind of sexual activity. And here you were trying to sell a God to them that ain't even making you happy. Or you know what I'm saying? They look like, I don't want that God. They got, they got, look how sad they look. Look how defeated they look. I, I do I, I do well to stay ready. I want my drugs and my alcohol. God showed me something greater. He showed me a greater feeling than drugs could ever give me. And he gave a greater feeling than alcohol could ever give me. And that's what we got to do. We got we to present ourselves in such a way that God can work through us. See, we are his instrument. We are instruments in the hand of God. And the Bible said he put his glory in earthen vessels. Well, if God glory is in you, you ought to have a smile on your face. Come on, God glory in you. You looking sad? You looking despondent? You looking defeated? You look like you don't know how you gonna get through this trial you're going through. It's time for you to rejoice. Quit looking at your trial. Quit looking at your tears. Quit looking at what you're going through and lift up that and lift up your covenant and rejoice. The Bible says you're unspeakable. Full of glory. God wants you happy. He wants you to joy. So he wants to give you a joy. See, your joy got to be greater than that of the world because you can't win the world in with, and your joy ain't no greater than they. they, they, they you trying to win somebody in, and their joy is bigger than yours. Their joy, they got more joy than you got. How are you going to win them in? You got to go beyond the norm. You got to go to the supernatural. You got to let the supernatural joy, not natural joy. See, you walk around with natural joy trying to win a world in that got natural joy, and their natural joy is broken. So the Bible said that one of the fruits of the Spirit was joy. That's not a natural joy. It is a spiritual joy. It's the joy that the old folks said a long time ago, this joy that I have. The world did not give this to me, and the world can't take it away. So I encourage you, put a smile on your face. Lift up your curtain. Quit, quit telling God. Quit telling God about your problem and tell your problem about your God. Huh? Your God is bigger than your problem. God already knows that you have problem. He said he knew. He said every hair on your head the number. Every spirit falls in the ground. So why are you telling God something he already knows? The Bible didn't say, the Bible did not tell us to tell God about our problem. The Bible does to pray to God that he will solve our problem. Fix it, God. You don't have to remind God what they are. He already knows what it is. When you go to God, go to God to fix it. Go to God believing he's going to work it out. And go to God believing that he's going to give you the victory. Because, see, you're not going to somebody who you think can fix it. Uh, you're not going to someone who might look like he can fix it. You're going to someone that you know without a shadow doubt is going to fix your problem. So go to him and be excited, not to get from going to him. Get up on your knees with excitement and joy. Don't wait till you get the victory to get joy. Get joy now. Get joy while you're waiting. Because he's going to fix it. He's your God. He's your heavenly father. And he wants you to be excited. He wants that excitement to light lit up. Oh, the Bible said God was on Moses in such a way that people couldn't stand Moses. They wanted Moses to cover their face because the glory was on him. God wants people to see their glory on you. When they see you, they want to see God's glory. They want to see God's radiance. They want to see that, 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 that heavenly radiance on you. So I'm excited to see. I mean, God, I've been serving God over 40-some years, and I am indeed excited. Uh, 
He didn't bring me this far to leave me now. I love him now more than I ever loved him. I love him, but I love him more now. Oh, the more I learn about him, the more I stay with him, the more I dwell with him, it, it increases my love for God. And I just encourage you to love him too. You want God to bless you, love him. He said he was all oh, no good thing for them that love him. When you walk up right, you're showing God that you love him. And God just want to bless you. He want to take your blessing to another level. Oh, he don't want you just give you. God don't want you just get them get by blessings. Ain't nothing wrong with getting by. Everybody want to get by. But God want to take you beyond just getting by from Peter to Paul, just make it from day to day, from paycheck to paycheck. God want to take you to another level. and He want to take you to the abundance. He want to take you to the overflow. He want to take you to a gully wash. He want to take you to a dam breaker. He want to take you to a mother load. He want to take you to a blessing and make one rich and added no sorrow. Huh? Form and latter rain all in one season. The Bible says Joseph prospered in all seasons. Joseph planted in the wintertime, and that ain't when you're supposed to plant. No farmer's going to plant in the wintertime, but he knows he's going to get a successful crop. But the Bible says that Joseph planted in all seasons and, and brought forth a hundredfold return. When you serve the Lord's house, things will work out in your faith when it ain't working out for nobody else. So we're going to get into the list. I'm excited. This evening, I want you to get your Bible and go with me, praise God, to number the 13th chapter. Lord, at the 29th verse. We're going to, we're going to go from the 29th to the 33rd verse. We're going to ask the 33rd verse and, and have the Holy Spirit lead us. But we want to talk tonight about something that God gave me, and it's affecting a lot of people today, and they don't know it. I want to talk about an evil report, E-V-I-L, report, R-E-P-O-R-T, an evil report. And my subject is God people must guard against an evil report. She said he knows that if he can get you to receive an evil report, then he knows he can tamper with your faith. The purpose of an evil report is to discourage you. It is to get you out of the way. It is to cause you to start doubting. It says in the 29th verse of the 13th chapter number, if you'll be with me in patience, it says the Amalekites dwelled in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jubasites and the Amorites dwelled in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwelled by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stealed the people before Moses, and said, Let us go up once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. 32nd verse, And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, said, The land to which we have gone. It says, for the land which we have gone to search it, it is the land that eateth of its inhabitants thereof, and all the people that saw, saw we saw it here are men of a great stature. Now remember, Moses comes into the promised land, and and before they go over the promised land, you know, you always want to know what you're getting into. So what Moses does is he he sends twelve uh, he sends twelve spies into the land. And he sends them to spy out the land uh, to see what's there before they go over there. He already knew that there was something over there, but he wanted to know exactly what they were getting into because God, if it delivered this land in their hands, so 
They need to know who's over there, so they need to know what maneuver, know what, you know, what plan, how to attack, how to approach the situation. So 12 spies are sent into the promised land to search it out. And they stay gone for a while. They didn't just stay gone for a week or, 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 or stay gone for just a month. They stay gone for, they stay gone for quite a while. And the Bible said they went all over the land, all in the mountains, all in the foothills. They went everywhere searching out the land. And now they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't cover all the land and saw all they need to see. And now they're on their way back. They're coming back home now, and they bring them back a report to Moses. So Moses sent them to bring back a report. And they were saying that now they were saying that that there are giants in the land, and that the people of the land are too powerful to defeat. And 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 the third, third verse, and there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, would come of the giants. These are the ten spies that sent and give it a name report. And we were in our, our own, we were in our own sight at Grasshopper, and so we were in their sight. It said, it goes on to say, at the 36th verse, and the men which Moses sent to search the land who returned it and made all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up a slandered report. So these men come back, and they got a slandered report. They done discourage the people. They got the people wanting to turn around and go back now, because it's evil report, an evil report. Some of you got people that ran about you, who you think they're your friend, and calling you on the phone, telling you about your husband, telling you about your wife. You have the audacity. They think that they're doing that in your favor because they care for you. They're your friend. And they're trying to tear up your marriage, bringing an evil report. They saw your husband do this, or they saw your wife over there. And they said, I just wanted to tell you that because I thought you ought to know. you got to be careful who thought you ought to know things because people out there are very deceitful. People will use an evil report. Satan works with people and bring an evil report. That purpose of that is Satan, Satan sit that there, and you ain't got a, uh, the, the audacity or the eyesight to see that this is coming to destroy your marriage. It's coming to tear up your home. It's coming to tear up your ministry. It's coming to tear up your friendship. That's what evil reports do. That's what they are. They come to belittle you. Uh-huh. They come to steal from you. They come to disgrace you. They come to make you 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 uh, begin to, to doubt. So you got to be careful when someone brings you an evil report. you got to look into it before you go acting upon it. So many times when people get ready to get a report, they don't even act on it, won't even dissect it, won't even search it out, won't even try to see whether there's any truth in it. The 37th verse says, even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land died by the plague before the Lord. 38th verse said, Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephthah, which were the men that went to search the land, live, still live. Otherwise, you know the story, how God, they angered God. They angered God because they came back with a bad, with an evil report. They angered God because they came back and discouraged the people. Here were these people, said millions of people there. Now the people done lost their hope. They done lost their confidence. Did that list how powerful that report is? Please let's back up a little bit. You know how a movie come on sometime and they'll be playing something at the end of the movie and all of a sudden they'll say 10 years earlier or, or six months earlier or a week earlier, this is why this is happening because something happened a week ago. But let me share with you what's going on here. 
the children of Israel done came out of Egypt. They came through the land, and God done did several miracles through the land. But the greater miracle was whenever they was in Egypt. God showed them signs and wonders in Egypt. You know the story, how God showed them signs and wonders, how he, how he let hell fall, uh, hell fell down like fire. He turned the water into blood. He sent frogs and lices. He, he turned the stick into a snake. All those signs and wonders God did in Egypt, showing them his mercy, showing them his glory. They knew the glory of God because they saw it in Egypt. Look, it did turn around in the end. He said the death angel that killed all the firstborn of Egypt, and none of the children of Israel died at all. That was another miracle that God worked. And yet now here it is. They come down and leave Egypt and come down to the Red Sea. And now God opens up the sea before them and brings them across on dry ground and drown Pharaoh's army. They had no excuse. They had no reason to doubt God. They knew for sure that they knew that God, they knew that God was able to do everything but fail. This same God has opened up the Red Sea and brought them a coffin. Could he not kill a giant? What was a giant to God? Nothing. But they messed around and let them ten by discourage them. So they began to grumble, they began to mumble, and they began to complain. And now because they did so, they, oh, they provoked God to anger. And God told them, okay, you said they were like grasshoppers. They told me we look like grasshoppers to them. They went around and defeated out of their own mouth. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Out of their own mouth, they defeated themselves. Huh? You got to be careful what you say. You, you got to be careful what you say because there's power in your word. You can defeat your own self. You can let an evil report cause you to make the wrong decision. That's what an evil report does. Most of the time when an evil report comes, whether it comes from the doctor, he's going to tell you to go home and, get, you know, call the family together and tell you it's over with, and you ain't got the audacity to know that God got the last say so. You go home, try to get the barrier right and get the funeral plans all together and, and die when God ain't told you to die. Hmm? You can't die to God tell you to die. I don't care what the doctor said. The doctor might say what he said, and it may be true what the doctor said. But our life is in God's hand. God got the last say, so you can live. You can live as God, as long as God wants to live. A lot of people is dead today because they chose a bad report. They listened to what the doctor said and went and gave up and sat down and, and lost their faith and, and died. But, honey, you, you, can, you can beat the odds in Christ Jesus. Uh, in him, you can have a hiding place. In God, you can live. I don't care if the doctor did you a bad report. I don't care if the doctor did you tell you three months, six months from now, six months from now. There are people that are living now who the doctor told them they're going to be dead in six months, 30 years on went by, and they still living. You got the victory, baby, in Christ Jesus. You ain't going nowhere until God say so. And so you quit letting the evil report discourage you. You quit letting people bring you evil reports, telling you things about your children, telling you things about your husband, telling you things about your wife, telling you things about your supervisor. He said this, and they said that. They're everywhere. They're evil report carriers, what I call them. They carry evil reports. And the purpose of that is to move you out of your place, to call you to listen to what they say and become discouraged and begin to act upon it. And the next thing you know, when it's all of the dust selling, you done made old sad thing, you done made a boo-boo. You done made a mess. Uh huh. Yeah, and we've learned. At the children, at the children, they just sing a song. <coughs> Please listen to the words of the song. <coughs> they, they don't sing it now, years ago, it's an old song. We learned at the children a little Sunday school song 
that say, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. For the Father of above is looking down in love. So be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Be careful, little feet, where you go. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful, little feet, where you go. Be careful, little where you go. Be careful, little big mouth, what you say. Be careful, little big mouth. You know there's some folks out there got a big mouth. They got to tell everything they know. Be careful, little big mouth, what you say. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful, little big mouth, what you say. And this all seems to be a bit humorous, but what truth is found in this song is we find it is a great reminder of how careful we should be. We should be. We should be careful about evil report. So what is an evil report? When you go out and gossip on somebody, when you go out and say something about somebody and tear them down, tear up their marriage, tear up their friendship, tear up their relationship, tear up the choir, call division in the choir between the choir leader and the, and, 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 and the members of the choir. Causing division between the pastor and members in the church because you told them that the pastor said this and the pastor said that. Causing division between friends. But the Bible said a, a gossip can tear up cheap friends. That means people who have been friends for a long time. Your gossip is an evil report. Your gossip is an evil report. For you that don't know it, gossip is not just gossip, but gossip is an evil report. It's called gossip, but it's an evil report given for Satan about somebody. That's what gossip is. Gossip is about somebody. And you 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 giving an evil report on them and somebody believing it. And do you not know that an evil report gossip will make people think different about somebody? You ever hear somebody tell you something about somebody and all of a sudden you start thinking different about them? You can't help but think different when somebody tells you somebody. You say, for example, and I'm just using it for example. Say, for example, you had a friend, they've been your friend all the time. Then somebody come up and say, well, you know, you know that person is a child molester. Now, what are you going to do? Come on, they've been your friend for all this time. Now, all of a sudden, you find out, and it ain't even true. But you not believe it. You're going to grab it and run with it. Now, all of a sudden, you acting all funny. Don't want to be around and keeping them your children away from them because you found out they were a child molester. And this person ain't even got that. Ain't even, ain't even thought about nothing like that. It was just a lie. And somebody started back in the past, and the lie ain't stopped yet. And you took it, let that affect you. You acting all funny now. Don't want to be around them. Now. Don't want them to be around your children. Do you see what a lie do? Do you see what an evil reporter do? It'll make you fall out with cheap people. They pretty been your friend for ever since y'all were teenagers. So years, now all of a sudden, you won't answer the phone. You don't want them to come around your children no more. Because there's a child molester. Nobody wants no child molester around their children, their grandchildren. But I want you to understand the person is not a child molester. You were told that, and you believed it. I only use that for an example. It could be many other things. But a bad report, an evil report, an evil report would bring discussion. Uh, an evil report would bring discouragement. An evil report would have you believing it. And when you start believing it, then you thought, I ain't heard that preacher no more. I heard he was this. I heard he was cheating on his wife. I heard he was a hypocrite. And there ain't no truth to it. You believe in what you heard and running with it. Now you don't mess around and, and, and toward the reputation of somebody who who is true. So 
somebody that is honest because somebody lied on them because they didn't like them. And that lie was spread like wildfire. So be careful. When we even reports come your way, don't believe it. Don't grab something just because you heard it. Search it out. See, is it true? Oh, God, even reports are dangerous. They are dangerous. Let's, let's, let's go. Okay. An evil report. An evil report is primarily a distortion. So you know what distortion is. It means to uh, get you on focus. Now you hear you hear you so mad. Somebody told you that she said your child was this and your child was that. And, girl, she just talked about your child like her dog. And here you is deluded now. You distort. This is your friend that they say said that. You ain't even looking to it. You ain't even investigated. Now you getting the person a cold shoulder. Won't even answer the telephone. Uh, don't even want nothing to do with them no more. And then passing them in the grocery store looking the other way. And all because somebody lied to you and gave you an ear report. I'm talking to somebody this evening. Some of you are acting funny right now because somebody gave you an ear report. You didn't even look into it. You didn't even analyze it. You didn't even look to see if there was any truth to it or not. It distorted you. It distracted you. It misled you. And here you is acting funny toward that person who's been good to you. When you was in need, they were there for you. They helped you cross the, or they helped you to cross the bridge that was broken. They helped you when nobody else helped you. And now you're going to treat them like that. You need to go and apologize for, for allowing yourself to become so beloved that you become distorted. That's what even before it do. They, they come to distort you. Is that all right? Listen to this. An evil report comes to distort you of the facts, incomplete facts, and false information. See, you didn't get the whole thing. You didn't, you didn't get the whole thing. You didn't get the whole thing. You just grabbed something and ran with it. You didn't get all the facts. That evil report only gave you to somebody come lying and give a report. They're not going to gonna give you just what they were just enough to, to get your attention, to distort you, and, and for you to believe it. And you run with it. Listen, the danger of an evil report comes not necessarily in its result, but rather in its beginning. An evil report develops like, like a disease. See, a disease starts real easy. You don't even know the disease is there. Now the while it doesn't cover you, you got a cold or, or you got this disease and it's all over your body, all in your bloodstream. It started easy and it's spreading. That's what an evil report does. It's like a disease and you take and get hold of it and you start running with it. You tell it over here, somebody else telling it over there. Now I spread it all over the place like a like a like a cook virus because everybody's spreading this lie. And you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about number one. Through ignorance of preventive measures. Through ignorance. The Bible said, I have you not ignorant. Uh, that means you should have knew better. When that person told you that, you should have sat down and analyzed what was said before you jump to a conclusion. Because first of all, you just said, this is my friend. If I, if I, if I, anything, if you want to know, you should have went and asked them. You said, well, listen, I heard this, and I'm not judging you, but somebody was talking about you, and they said this about and I just was concerned because you're my friend. At least you could have did that instead of getting all cold shoulder, acting like you don't know, acting ignorant, ain't taking no preventive measures. All you had to do was take preventive measures. You're going to look into it until it just turning its cold shoulder to the person. I don't want no more to do with them. Number two, exposure to the infection. Now you don't mess around 
they will expose it to it whenever you know somebody got a cold or you know they got COVID, and you get all in there faith knowing that if they call for your faith, you're going to get it. You put yourself in harm's way. You had no business letting them call you on the telephone. You know they call them the gossip. Everybody know a gossiper. Now, you know when, that, when you saw that number, you knew who that was. Uh-huh. That May May, Lily, Teresa, uh-huh. Betty Lou. You know who they is. They're gossipers. Aunt Hannah May, you know who they is. She's a gossiper. Uncle can't keep his mouth shut. Uh-huh. Aunt talk too much. Uh-huh. Cousin tell everybody business. You know. You know You know her. Uh-huh. Meek bite biter. Uh-huh. Nephew tailbearer. Anybody know them? Yeah, you know them. And when you know them, you protect yourself for them. Let they contaminate you. Uh, you, you become ex- exposed to their gossiping. And now you want them to call you and gossip. You just can't wait for them to call you because you know they got some juicy stuff to tell. But now you become part of that. You become affected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you become exposed to it. Now, you, now number three, I become exposed, uh, exposed to it. You become contaminated. You are contaminated with evil. You you're contaminated with evil report, with gossip. They done met around and got you in for harm, and now you're going to get in trouble with God. How many know that God don't like a bite biter? How many know that God don't like a tail burrow? How many know that God don't like a gossiper? How many know that God don't like a person that tell everybody business, tell everybody secret? How many know God's going to judge you? And whatever you sow, that sell you also reap. Just what you did to others, what you measured to others, it's going to be measured back to you. Do you not know what you do to others? It's coming back. You ain't got to tell nobody it's coming back. Every seed, every seed, every seed that is planted as a result. And God sees what you do to others and everything. And when it comes back, remember, what you did to them is going to come back worse to you. It's not going to just come back like that. It's going to come back worse because you're planting the seed. And when you plant a seed of corruption, you plant a seed. When you gossip, you plant a seed. Now, when they come back, when they start talking about you, they're going to talk about you worse than what you talk about them because seed are always coming back more. Say it's one grain of corn. You put it in the grain, number one grain of corn. But you, do you think there's one grain of corn going to come back up? No. A whole stalk going to come back up. And leaves going to be on that stalk. And, 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 you know, Limbs gonna be on that dog, corn limb, and, and they're gonna be corn, twelve, fourteen, fifteen ears of corn on that top with hundreds and hundreds of grains of corn, which only came from one grain of corn. So is your gossip. It's gonna come back far more than what you send it out. So be careful what you reap, what you sow, for what you sow, show shall you reap. Oh my! Number four, infection. Like germs overcome natural defense, and now you ain't got no control of what you do. When the defense is down, there is no protection. You have no control in your running your mouth. Uh huh. Yeah, you 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 part of that little game going on gossiping. Uh huh. They know who to call because they know you you part of the group. You might be inside up, but you there. You on the list. And when they call you, y'all get together and they'll tap folks down to talk about them and laugh at them. But just remember what go around, come back around again. And you're going to have to pay for every gossip, 
But the Bible, listen to what the scripture says. Now, how are you going to get away with this when the scripture said every idle word that a man speaketh, he should give an account, he's going to be judged. Every idle word. Don't you know you in trouble? If every idle word that did spoken going to be judged, and you've been gossiping ever since you were big enough to gossip, you would have got a whole lot to answer for. Huh? When we stand before God, we've got to give an account for all this mess that we've done. All the people you done hurt. All the feelings you done hurt. All the friendships you done broke up. All the relationships you done broke up. I'll leave that alone. Number five, the disease is an infection. Talking about evil report now. Evil report is a disease that destroys vital life supporting function. That's what an evil disease does. It's the natural. It is a, a disease come to destroy your natural function, that the organs of your body to shut them down. And, and then when the organs shut down, eventually the body shut down. So that's what the devil does when he get in the spiritual, in the spiritual body, in the spiritual life of people, in the Christian life. He, he infects them with gossip. He infects them with bite biting. He infects them with tail burning, cutting one another by evil report. And it tears the body. It tears the spiritual body. See, what Satan trying to do is tear up the body of Christ. Because he knows we are one. We know no two. We are one. We are, we are one body. One hand, one feet, one eye, one ear. We're all part of the body. And we all are one. Working to treat it together to, 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 to make a whole body, a whole body. And Satan knows he can get in the body and tear the body up. Call the body to fight against one another, to infect one another. Uh-huh. Call the body to infect one another. To be corroded, to become destructive to one another. Then he can destroy the body. But oh, I thank God who gives us victory over evil report. The Bible says, if you can't say nothing good, huh? That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, if you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing at all. Isn't that something? If you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing at all. Now look at this ignorance.
about our tongue. Our tongue is dangerous. What you say about people, when you talk about people, and when you offend people with your words, it hurts when you talk about somebody, loud somebody, and gossip on somebody, tell somebody business, repeat something somebody told you with your tongue. The Bible said that it's, your tongue is hooked up to hell. Your tongue is like a fire. It is a world of iniquity. It's a dangerous thing. Wars break out because of the tongue. Uh-huh. Because of the tongue, families break up, marriages break up, friendship break up, because of that tongue in our mouth. When we say things like we don't care. If I was in it's a world of iniquity, your tongue. Your tongue is a dangerous thing if you don't let God control it. The Bible said it is set on fire. Listen, the Bible said among our members, to tear up the church. Not talking about just your body. You talking about your body now? Your tongue is in your mouth. But 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 the members of the body of Christ, your tongue lying on them, gossiping, mess up their reputation, telling stuff you know about them. Your tongue is a tongue among our members that it defiles the whole body. Talking about the body of Christ, not the physical body. And it's set on fire in the course of nature. And it's set on fire in hell. Your tongue is hooked up to hell, baby. Safety behind your tongue. When you are a gossiper, when you are a tail girl, when you can't keep your mouth shut, huh? You can't keep your mouth shut. It's a dangerous thing. It's dangerous. You're hurting people. You're destroying people. You're offending people. You're killing people's reputation, and God is not pleased. Proverbs 17 and 9, destroy, destroy friends. He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. We're talking about that tongue again. We're talking about that evil report again. The Bible says, he who covers a transgression, you ain't got to tell everything you see because you saw somebody coming out of the motel room. You saw your friend's husband come out in the motel room. You ain't got to go tell her. God didn't take you to go tell the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost ain't told you nothing. Holy Ghost not going to call no confusion. He didn't tell you to go there. You did it on your own because you just wanted to gossip. You just want to tell something you saw. How about if somebody told something on you like that? What if they saw you coming out in the motel room? Would you want them to tell it? No, you wouldn't. The Bible said doing to others, you have others doing to you. Sometimes you have to cover a transgression, the Bible says, and seek love. You ain't said that you saw it. They don't even know the day that you saw them. But you don't have to go tell it. You ain't got to beat them back home and tell her husband, tell his wife. Go tell God. Say, God, she's a Christian. She's, she's just my sister of the Lord. And I saw her coming out of a place that she shouldn't or doing something she shouldn't do. And, God, I want you to sanctify her from that. And God will. And that will be so pleasing to the Lord that you cared enough to come to him. Say, but listen, but he, but he who repeat a matter, now you're going to go and repeat what you saw. You're going to go and tell her to beat her back home and tell her I just saw your wife coming out of the cricket inn or the holiday inn or whatever, and he's going to be waiting to, he might be waiting to hurt, kill her, might be waiting to hurt her, he might be waiting to beat her. We don't know what he's going to be waiting to do because you got so fast that you couldn't hold your peace and let God see this. Mm-hmm. Hey, God, 2, 11, 14 says, talking about unclean defile, whatever uh, evil report, an evil report is an unclean thing. It's unclean, it's dirty, it's, it's unholy. Thus say the Lord of hosts. Now ask the priest concerning the law, saying, If one carry holy meat 
in the fold of his garment. And with the edge, he touched it, bread of, of stew, wine or oil, or any food. Will it become holy? Then the priest after said no. And Haggai said, if one who is unclean because of a dead body touched any of these, will it be unclean? And the priest asked and said, it shall be unclean. Then they got under the said, so is this people. And so is this nation before me, says the Lord. So is every work of their hand. And what they offer there is unclean. We're talking about an evil report now. We're talking about how God saying that, you know, we do things that we think is okay. We're trying to hold up holy and clean hands. But yet out of our mouth, we're defiling people, we're hurting people, we're lying on people. We're saying an amazing grace, how sweet the sound. What a friend we have in Jesus. But that tongue in our mouth, that the words, the, the, the words that we speak behind the back, it, 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 it's not matching to what we're saying. We're saying we're holy. But God said our conversation is making us not holy. But evil report influenced us to form bad opinion of each other. Wow. You hear that? That's what an evil report does. It comes to make you form a bad decision about somebody. That was the purpose of that report. Satan was behind it. His intention was, you know how it is in the courtroom, uh, whatever something is said, and, and the DA is deliberating, and the lawyer is deliberating, and the prosecutor attorney is deliberating, and something is said by the by the lawyer trying to persuade the juror to vote, you know, innocent. And somebody get up and said overruled, rejected. They said, no, other words, that person shouldn't have said that. And the judge said, well, disregard that. Well, how are you going to disregard something you done heard it? The jury done heard it. It don't enter their mind. And now you're telling the jury to disregard it, act like they didn't hear that. That is impossible. It's impossible for you to disregard something that you heard that somebody said you heard it with your ear, and you want to take that in and tell them don't don't take that in. Other words, the judge don't want them to use that in making their decision to find out where that person innocent, where they're guilty. Don't take that in the in the, in the you know in the heart. But they're gonna do it. You don't you don't know whether they took that in the heart why they said no there. You don't know whether they disregarded it or not. So it's hard when you say something about somebody. Because somebody, I didn't mean it. Uh, uh, because it, it comes to influence others. Once you say something about somebody, it's going to influence others to believe what you said. And I'm guilty of that. I mean, many years ago, I mean, many years ago, probably 40-some years ago, there was a pastor in the neighborhood, and uh, he was a preacher up to one of the churches that we was in, and in the neighborhood, and someone told me that he was gay. Now, I loved the guy. I loved him to death. I thought a lot of him. When they told me that I was young in the Lord, and when they told me that, oh, that just vet my spirit. And I just went around telling others, I ain't going to hear him. And he's gay. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. He's gay. And, and, and thank God that the Holy Spirit got me along when I was just sitting there. And the Holy Spirit questioned me concerning what I was doing. How you know he's gay? I said, oh, my God, how you know he gay? You you believe he was gay just because they say he was gay, and now you're turning a deaf ear. You love the man. You, you I mean, you, you had his back, and you remember, I didn't even investigate it, didn't even look into it, didn't even die 
God said it. I just believe what they said and then stop messing with him. I ain't messing with him. I wouldn't even go to the service because that's what the man said. And I had to ask God to forgive me, forgive me for acting like that. Because I would listen to what they said. I never was proven to me that the man was gay. I just went on what they said. And I had to ask God to forgive me. And I started back fellowship and asked God to forgive me for believing what somebody said. Some of y'all out there doing the same thing. You, you're treating people because, oh, well, you're treating people. You've been influenced because of what somebody said. And you're treating them the same way that I, I did. You done turned your deaf ears. I don't want to hear that preacher. He doing that. He got a girlfriend. Oh, he, oh, he shagging. He got a sweetheart. Oh, he this or he that. I didn't know. I didn't know. No, you didn't know. That's why the Bible says, know them to labor among you. Quit listening to what everybody else says. The Bible says, if a person, the Bible says, be not deceived. If a person is righteous, they're righteous. If a person that you know around you is righteous, you got no business believing what somebody else says. The outcast, those out there in the street. Mm-hmm. Those out there running around ain't even got no God. And you're going to believe them more than you're going to believe a brother or a sister. So be careful about being influenced by even reports, by what people say. I don't know who I'm talking to because it'll make you it'll make you make wrong decisions. It'll make you treat people in the wrong way. It'll make you think negative about somebody when it ain't in God's will for you to do so. And you have no conclusion. You have no no kind of conclusion that what they said about that person was true. You just believe it because everybody else will believe it. Well, everybody else, baby, be careful about following everybody else. But just because everybody else believes something, don't make it right. On that road in hell, it's going to be a crowd, sweetheart. They don't you follow them. Don't you make it because a lot of them, they're right. Uh-uh. The people way to hell is broad, baby. A lot of people hit it that way, believing the same thing. Can't tell them nothing. They don't make up their mind. They're right. And can't nobody change it. But the way to heaven is narrow, baby. And ain't a few going to be that fighting. Do you hear me? And they can only fight through Christ Jesus. Oh, the few gonna find a way to glory through Christ Jesus. That's a few, and those few gonna barely make it. Says the Lord, isn't that something? A whisper. Let's see what a whisper is. A whisper. A wit. A whisper is one who secretly or privately passes on an evil report. That's what they do. They do. They 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 throw their rocks <laughs> and they hide their hands. That's what a whisper do. He'll throw his rocks. And hide his hand. He's a whisperer, so he's not involved no more. He just spread it and got out of it. So nobody really knows that he's the one started it because he's in the back room. He's in the cover. He's covered up back there. He, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got some of them in y'all lives. They they call you on the telephone or, or they don't say much. They don't hold no sermon. They don't have a revival. They don't have no no, no Sunday school class or a morning worship service. They just blow like the wind and they get out of the way. And they leave it up to you whether you they leave it up to you whether you believe what they said or not. They whisper her. Uh huh. And she see what I said, they one who secretly or privately passes an evil report to you. And nobody don't even know that they told you. They said, Don't tell her I said it now. You okay? Don't don't tell nobody I told you this is between me and you. That's a whisper. They think they're gonna get away with it. But whisper, I encourage you, you're gonna be you gonna be judged by God. Because you ain't innocent just because you told something. And you could have kept it. He said, now, let's go down to a gossip. A gossip is a magnified a magnified and sensational rumor. That's what gossip is. 
A gossip is a rumor that becomes magnified. It starts on real love, and the more people talk about, the bigger it gets. It becomes magnified and sensational. That means it gets happy. People get happy telling it. Oh, they can't wait. A lady one time, she told me, she, they were gossiping in there. She said, we're cooking the kids. She said, oh, just wait. Hold it right there. Hold it right there. Let me go in and turn these biscuits. Let me, let me go in, and I'll be right back. See, you, you, get, you get all happy when you're gossiping cause, because you think you're right. And gossip is dangerous. It has destroyed a lot of people. Now let's go to the slander. Using facts or distort facts to destroy another characterability and reputation. That's what a slander does. A slander take and change things. They know they were lying when they said it. They know they had changed it. They knew what they said wasn't true. But they said it in a way that looked like it was true when they really knew it wasn't true. They added something to it and twisted it and distorted it. So it looked bad. It sounded bad. It made the person look bad. Uh, they distorted the facts because they were, their intention were to destroy the credibility of an other of one's reputation. My daddy told me that only the base of it is the only thing a man has is his reputation. And when his reputation is destroyed, he ain't got much left. Our reputation is of great importance. When you don't have no reputation, then people really don't want to hear you. They want to hear you preach. They don't want to teach. They don't want to hear you pray because your reputation is of great importance. And when you mess that up, uh, you know, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, I mean, people love Tiger Woods, but just as soon as he had an affair or they say he had an affair, look what people did. They don't talk about Tiger Woods no more because see how they love you, see how people are. People love you as long as you don't mess up. People love you as long as you don't nobody say nothing about you. We ain't know Tiger Wood had no affair. Only time we knew Tiger Wood had an affair, it the media told us that. And when the media told us that Tiger Wood had an affair, people fell out with Tiger Wood. They, they stopped promoting him. These promoters that were promoting him stopped promoting him because they felt like that he was a man of honor. He was a man of a reputation. See what I'm saying? He's a man of a reputation that he should not have did that to his wife. He should not cheated on her because he, he holds up a standard. He's an ensign. He's a he, he's an icon uh, for the community, and he should not did that. So you see how important your reputation is. Yeah, your reputation, your reputation. You want to cover your reputation. You want to protect your reputation. But you got people out there that try to destroy your reputation to make you feel bad, to make you look bad, so folks don't want nothing to do with you. Look at look at Mike Tyson. Look how great he was, a great man. But when he when he didn't cover his reputation, oh when. When he caught, let the media get hold of his crazy acting, uh, look what happened. They, they took his, he, he was a great boxer. And they, and they had boxing toys and everything that promoted him where Mike Tyson knockout. All but, but yet when he messed up, when, when, he, when, he, when, when he got arrested, when he went to prison, when he lost his reputation, then they took the toy off the market because nobody wanted any more to do with Mike Tyson. Why? Because it was through with Mike Tyson now. Because Mike Tyson's reputation was gone bad. Baby, people will love you as long as you got a reputation. But when your reputation is gone, they get through with you. So you got to guard your reputation. You got to protect your reputation if you want people to, to believe in you, to promote you. And he don't lift you up. And so that's what the devil does. He comes to use people to destroy your reputation so that folks won't believe in you. And my last. And but not leave, then I can't leave this person out. 
Now, you want to write this person down, busybody. He digs up ill reports, spread it around by means of whispering, gossip, and slander. Now, a busybody is also a deed. He's a, he's a whisperer, a gossiper, a slander. He all three of them, plus a busybody. So when you say busybody, you got all these covered, whisperer, gossiper, and a slander. Again, I say he did a report about you. He goes out, all out in the street, all in your business. He gets out on Facebook, trying to copy. And you better not let him get your social security number. He and your social security number, trying to see what kind of crime you did, what mess you did, what you involved with. And they'll dig up a report and spread it around to others by means of whispering, gossip, and slander. He do not like you. He is not your friend. He does not care. He does not have no conscience. He's not concerned. His purpose is to belittle you. But I encourage you this afternoon, a Christian, let not be involved. Let not be uh, on, on that on that, at that wagon of an evil report. Let us not be one of those that are destroying people, slandering people, talking about people, generalizing people's name, uh-huh, contaminating people. Wow. Let us not be the one of that, like a disease. Like an infection, we infected the lives of others. Let us be careful that we will not repeat the stuff that has been told us. Somebody told you something, and they told you not to tell it, then that's what you got to do. You are not to tell it. You will not become a slanderer. You will not become a whisperer. Amen? Amen. You will not become a gossiper. You will not become a busybody of repeating something that somebody else done told you. This is what's wrong with the church world. It's time we get love back in our heart. It's time that we pray for one another. It's time we cover one another in the blood. It's time we quit talking about one another. It's time we quit scandalizing one another. It's time we quit hanging one another's name on a signboard. It's time that we quit destroying the body. Because when you destroy me, you destroy the body. You are the body. We are the body. We're all in the body. So when we fight one another, the Bible said be careful that we bite, bite, and devour one another and destroy one another. We're destroying our own selves. Who's going to sit around and cut the fingers off? Who's going to sit around and cut the toes off? Who in the world going to sit around and cut their own feet off with a knife? There's something wrong with that person. And whenever you talk about a brother and sister in the Lord, that's what you're doing. You're cutting your own self. You, 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 you contaminate your own self. You, you, you messing up your own reputation. Because that person represents God just like you represent God, and they represent the body. And when they start talking about them Christians, you a Christian. That includes you too. They be talking about them old Christian ain't this and them Christian ain't that. Cause they doing this and cause they doing that. But see what you got the people saying. You got people talking about the Christians, and you a Christian too. So that includes you. You can't escape. You can't escape. So let us get love back in our heart. Let us get evil reports out of our mouth. Let us get evil reported out of our business. Uh-huh, out of our families, out of our home, out of our business, these evil reporters, amen. As Christians, let us not be one of those evil reporters, current gossip, current slander, uh, 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 exposing someone's reputation, reporting what we see. But let us show love one to the other. Uh-huh. Let, let us show love one to the other. And conceal a matter, and let God, let God have it, let God expose it if He want to, but not us, because we're in this thing together. 
Precious Father, we come to you now in the name of Jesus. And we say thank you for the message this afternoon. Talking about an evil report. How that the ten spies came back with an evil report. But Caleb and Joshua came back with a, with a, a said that those giants didn't mean nothing. But the people wouldn't look into Caleb. They wouldn't listen to Joshua. And because they listened to the evil report, they ended up having to stay in the wilderness 40 years, God. Let us not lose out. Let us not lose ground. Let us not be set back, God. Let us not lose out with you because we mess around and listen to an evil report. We let somebody bring us slander. We let somebody bring us gossip. Uh huh. We let somebody become a busybody. Come, oh God, in the name of Jesus, and say something and do something that calls us, oh God, uh, 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 to not be the person you have us to be. Call us looking down on somebody, judging them. Cause some whisperer, some gossiper, some slander, or some busybody came in our life. Home. Next time we see that number, God, help us to hang the phone up or not to tell them, I, I don't gossip no more. I don't do that no more. God forbid that I gossip. God forbid that I talk about anybody no more. Tell them, I tell you what, let us pray for that person that you calling me to gossip about. I said that if you call me again, then, 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 then we're going to pray for that person. So I'm glad that you called me. Now we're going to pray for that person that they will get their act together. We're going to pray that they'll quit cheating on their husband or quit cheating on their wife or quit living this, this ungodly life and then singing in the choir or ushering on the usher board because we are not the judge. God is the judge. So, God, I ask that you would sanctify and purge the church from this evil report, from this gossip, from this, slander, from this slandering, from this bite-biting, or from this offensiveness, God, in the matter we're speaking against one another, oh, God, bringing judgment on one another. You said what we sow, so shall we reap. And so, God, let us not sow gossip. Let's not, let us not sow slanderism in the name of, and let us not be a busy body. In the blessed radio world, my God, bless them one by one. Bless them all together, oh God. Let this message not fall to the ground. Let it not fall on death's ear. Let somebody go back and check themselves. See if they're a whisperer. See if they're a gossiper. See if they're a slanderer. See if they're a busybody. See if they motivate negativity in an evil way in the lives of others. See if they're calling somebody else, oh God, to follow them, to follow their gossip. Do this now, Lord. That our name shall be praised. The glory and the honor shall be thine. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.